0: back everyone to another episode of the draw control podcast on today's episode I'm joined by incoming junior on the UMass women's lacrosse team Jordan Dean Jordan made the first team all Atlantic 10 team uh, last season and she was also a IWLCA first team all Northeast regional selection and she was ranked 10th among division one leaders in draw controls per game as well. So I think it's pretty fitting that she's joining the draw control podcast today. Uh, Jordan, thank you so much for coming on the pod. And how's everything going?
1: Um, it's been great. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Um, summer's been awesome so far, so I can't complain.
0: Yeah. And obviously your season ended a few months ago. So how has your off been going so far? And uh, have you done anything interesting, whether it's lacrosse related or not?
1: Um, off season's been really good. I like, I love trading like in the gym off season. I'm a big lifter. (laughs) Um, so that's been going good. I've been to PEI for like a country music festival. So that was a lot of fun with a couple of friends and it's just been nice being home with my family.
0: That's awesome. Yeah. I've always wanted to visit PEI. It's on my bucket list. So it looks like a super nice place to go. It's beautiful. I love the red dirt. (laughs) Now in regards to your training for the upcoming season, what are some things that you want to work on?
1: um I think definitely like my speed like explosive like movements and like my offensive abilities so like carrying like the ball like pushing transition into the offensive end I played defense a little bit last year and then just like focus on the draw more but I think I'm going to get more opportunities um on the O this year so yeah
0: how do you sort of make that transition from a mindset perspective because obviously when you're defensive midfield there you're probably thinking trying to think about ways to sort of uh, have the best defense possible to help the team or sort of help the team not give up goals but then when you sort of become an attacker you want to switch to a more offensive mindset and be a little more selfish at times selfless yeah. at times how do you sort of work on that mindset uh when you make that tr- uh, position switch uh during the season
1: um I think it's definitely just like practice like it, like in practice like practicing um going from like the draw like into like the offensive end and like just like knowing like you're good enough to like carry the ball up. Like that's like your role. And so like, kind of just like coming into that role. um, And then also like working on um, that with like other players, like outside of like normal practice time, like pulling like some attackers aside and being like, Hey, like can we work on this together, like that kind of stuff.
0: So I want to start off this podcast by talking at the beginning of your career and sort of work all the way up to where you are today. Uh, so doing research on yourself, you're from Green Bank, Ontario, Canada talk about growing up there and how would you start playing lacrosse
1: um so I moved here like a couple years ago I used to live like 20 minutes like away um in Brooklyn Ontario and so I started out like my lacrosse career playing box lacrosse originally because like field wasn't like huge like where like I lived and so I played box for a couple years and then a couple of my friends on my team started playing field and I'd like never heard of field before And so they're like, Oh, like you should come play field. And I was like, okay. So like, I tried it out. And then I never went back to box until actually this summer. Um, I'm playing box like this, um, off season, which has been like super fun and just kind of like a full circle, like moment, kind of.
0: Do you like box boxer cross, even though sometimes you get, um, drilled with huge uh, body checks?
1: Honestly, like, I love it. I think like, it's, um, like really cool to like work on like the aggressive, like part of like the woman's game, um, especially on like defense. And then also like, it's kind of nice to like hit someone sometimes, you know, cause like we can't do that in like girls field. Um, mm-hmm. so yeah, it's, I like the game. It's very different, but like, it's good.
0: What's the biggest check you've ever given somebody and what's the biggest check you've ever received in box lacrosse?
1: Um, I think so a couple of weekends ago we had a tournament and this girl was coming down on me and I was playing defense like it was in transition and I just like crossed like checked her, and she just fell like completely back and I got the ball and then I went down on a breakaway and I actually scored, which is crazy because like breakaways are so hard to score on, especially in box because like the net is so much smaller. Um, and I would say I had a game this past Wednesday night and I got a check um, like right like into like the boards and that was a pretty hard one. But yeah.
0: Well, you're tough, so you can handle those, which is pretty awesome. But <laughs> nice. now growing up, did you watch any lacrosse? And if so, who are some of your favorite players and teams?
1: Um, I I didn't watch like a lot of lacrosse growing up, actually. Like I watched like the Toronto Rock, like in like the Pro League. We went to like a couple of their games, like when I was younger. Um, but other than that, I didn't really start watching like women's until like two years before like I went to UMass, like in college. And we would always watch like the tournament because like here, like, we don't get, like, ESPN. Um, You have to, like, do, like, a you have to get, like, a TV provider in the States and, like, all, like, there's, like, a bunch of things you have to do. But, yeah, so I kind of just watched, like, it closer to when I went to college and then, like, a couple things on, like, YouTube, but not much other than that.
0: Now, before college, you played for your high school at Brooklyn High. Talk about your high school lacrosse career and what would you take away from that?
1: Um, So my high school career, I feel like it's very different in Canada than, like, it is in, like, the States. There was like a lot of different um, like skill levels in like my on my high school team. Um, But like my coach that coached me in club lacrosse was also my high school coach. And like she's my favorite coach to this day. Um, She like refs in like the worlds, and like she's been a part of like helping Team Canada and like everything like that. So like I was really fortunate to like have her. Um, We made it to OFSA both years of my like high school career because my grade 11 and 12 year were canceled due to COVID. Um and like offsets like the equivalent to states and we got silver both those years which kind of sucked but it was still cool like to be a part of it.
0: Would that be like your best memory from your high school career?
1: Yeah, I think so. <laughs> it's pretty cool.
0: Now you also played hockey as well. I gotta ask that because I'm a hockey guy myself. Uh, what was it like playing that sport and how did it help you in lacrosse?
1: Um, hockey's like. Honestly, it might be, like, my favorite sport, even though, like, I chose, like, lacrosse to move, like, further with in college. Like, I always think, like, what if, you know, like, I chose hockey, like, and went, like, that route. But, like, I think just, like, even playing other sports in general, like, growing up, like, makes you so versatile as, like, an athlete. Like, with, like, developing, like, your IQ and then also, like, physical, like, abilities. But, um, yeah, I definitely miss hockey a lot.
0: (laughs) Why did you end up choosing lacrosse over hockey, if you don't mind me asking?
1: Yeah, no, of course. So in 2019, um, I was fortunate enough to, like, be a part of the Team Canada U19 team. And after that, I got, like, more opportunities opened up for, like, lacrosse and, like, better opportunities. So I, like, I love lacrosse and, like, it's a great game and everything. And, like, so I kind of just ended up, like, going, like, that way. Um, And then our season ended for hockey because of COVID. And, like, there wasn't a lot um, the rest of, like, that winter season for hockey. So then I kind of just stuck with, like, lacrosse instead.
0: Yeah, well you played on a good uh Whitby Wolves team in the PWHL. So not yeah. a lot of D one players go through there. So uh people mm-hmm. you can probably I don't know. I think you could have I don't know. I would love to see you play in college and see what that would have been like. That would have been a lot of fun. But unfortunately you masters have a women's team, so you can't you couldn't do dual.
1: Yeah, I know it kind of sucks, but they had a women's team a couple of years ago. I think they won like natties and everything, but I don't know. I know they have a club team, but could
0: you do club and do D one sport or is that not allowed?
1: I don't. I don't know if my coach would be <laughs> fond of that,
0: but <laughs> I think it would be fun. I don't know if I don't know. Mm-hmm. I I think it's always I always love seeing how players can do both sports in college because you never oh, see it yeah. anymore.
1: Yeah, it's really rare, but yeah.
0: Now, how did your high school and club lacrosse experience sort of help prepare you for college lacrosse with UMass?
1: Um, So, like, my club experience was, like, really put together. Like, we had, like, a really good – I was a part of, like, the Lady Blue Knights, like, lacrosse club. Um, Like, we had really good coaches. Like, some of them played for, like, Team Canada. Obviously, like, one of my coaches, she played – her name's Katie Guy. She played for Penn State. And it's just, like, the lacrosse, like, experience that, like, we had from our coaches was like amazing, like that they gave us. And then we would also like always go to the States for like tournaments in the summer. So like, we always went to like the Nike cup every year in like Syracuse and like stayed in the dorms. And like, we went to Ohio state one year too. And like, it was cool just like see like what like that life was down there. And if that was something that we wanted to like go into, like in like the future, like in the States. And so like, I just think all the opportunities we got um, was like really set us up well for like the future.
0: Now talk about your recruiting process and why did you choose to go to UMass versus other schools you might have looked at?
1: Um, Yeah, for sure. So I looked at a couple of different schools Um, and like when I stepped, like everyone was always like, oh, like you'll, like, you know, when you know, and I was just like, okay, like, what does that even mean? And I went to UMass and when I was like on campus, I love like the way like the campus felt. It's like, it's a pretty big school, but like, it's in a small town. So like, The town just kind of like takes on the school if like that makes sense um the culture is like really family oriented and like the coaches were like really like personable um and the coach like and angela mcmahon she actually like came out to like my house and like visited me here like before i went um to like the school so like i thought that was like really cool because like you don't see that like very like often um and I just thought like the coaches like really like related to us as like students and like athletes and like they like talk to us as like people like before players so that was like really like important for me
0: as a freshman what would you say was the biggest adjustment you had to make to college lacrosse
1: um definitely the pace of the game (laughs) I had never played like the self-start rule before going um to college and it took some time to like get like adjusted but like I definitely like it now
0: and obviously you play in the Atlantic 10 conference. So what's it like being a part of that conference and just the competition you face each game?
1: Yeah, for sure. So um, like a couple top teams in our conference, like Richmond and like St. Joe's, like those are always like really good games. And then obviously we had a tough game against Richmond in the A-10 finals um, this past year, but um, I really enjoy like out of conference play. Cause I like the games are like a lot more close scoring and I feel like it just like develops everyone's game more like, being in those like tight games and like um like producing like offense and defense like at that like high level. Um I think it really develops us. So yeah.
0: Now talk about your freshman season. Uh what was it like both on and off the field from your perspective?
1: Um freshman first semester was a little bit rough. I was like pretty quiet. I'm not like a super quiet person. Like I'm pretty loud and like outgoing usually Um, but I definitely like struggled with my confidence, like on the field and like, um, just like having like a voice, like on like the field and stuff, which I had never like struggled with before. Um, but then over winter break, like I trained like a lot, um, with like friends and then also like with like my, like my family, like my dad grew up playing lacrosse as well. And so did my brother. So like, they helped me out a lot. And then in the season, I was lucky enough to like play in like several games, like having like a position, like on the draw which I was really fortunate for that. And then I think that that just like really helped me like that experience, like last season helped me into like this season
0: as well. And you did get to play in your first NCAA tournament game against Princeton that season, even though you lost, what did you take away from that game that you think helped you for your sophomore year? And that's going to help you moving forward in your collegiate career as well.
1: Yeah, for sure. So um, I remember like, so we were losing obviously and Um, I was standing on the bench and I got called I think it was like the second quarter maybe and my coach was like Jordan like like warm up like you're going in and I was like oh my goodness like this is crazy like it's something that like I feel like I always like dreamed like about like obviously like playing in like the NCAA tournament like that's like pretty huge Um, and I think like something I took from away from the game was just like enjoy like every second that like you get on the field because like especially as like a freshman like yeah, like, I got to, took the, like, take the draw, and, like, I was fortunate for that, but, like, I didn't get to play, like, a lot, like, necessarily, and playing in, like, a game like that, um, on, like, that, like, stage with, like, on TV, like, everyone watching, like, I think it was just, like, really, like, special because, like, it's a really cool feeling, like, knowing that, like, you're having, like, an impact, like, on your team like that, and so that's something that I'll remember.
0: Individually, what would you say is the biggest improvement that you've made to your game from the beginning of your freshman year to now your sophomore year?
1: Um, yeah, I would say definitely my confidence, um, and like carrying the ball and like my overall, like control and like composure, like with the ball, especially like coming off like the draw after like winning a draw, like not just like passing like the ball away, look, looking for the right opportunity. And then rather like, if that's like hitting like the first option or like tucking and carrying like the ball, like up the field and then like getting it down and also like being an outlet, like to like go to the net even um I think that's something that like I definitely like improved on this year from like my freshman year
0: and obviously how do you work on your confidence because you can lose confidence pretty easily in one play oh, but sure. then it can takes like a few games to sometimes gain it back so how do you mm-hmm. sort of work on that to sort of maintain your confidence throughout a season and throughout a game
1: yeah for sure um I think that it's just like getting extra reps in um outside of practice and like just like alone like having like that time to like develop like by yourself um i think like when you're preparing like when you're preparing and getting ready for practice then like you're ready for like that practice and then it just carries on over into your games um so i think just like getting like extra reps in and like knowing like you know like you're on like the team for a reason like this is your job and just like knowing that you like belong there
0: now i do gotta ask you this question since the, hence the title of our podcast but one thing you're very good at is draw controls obviously like I mentioned, you're one of the best players at that in the whole entire NCAA division one stat leaders so how, how do you work on that part of your game and what's your strategy when you're in the circle I don't want you to reveal all your secrets but if, if there's any insight you can give on like how you sort of work on that game and how you have your success I'd love to hear it and I think the audience would as well
1: yeah of course um I definitely like one thing I work on is like fast reactions So like, I'll put like my headphones in and like, it sounds weird, but like, I'll pull up like a recording on like YouTube or like, now what I do is like, I've recorded like myself, like blowing the whistle and it's just like quick reactions, like with like your wrist, um, like reacting to like the ref, like as if like they were blowing the whistle in the game and then taking draws like against like teammates. Like, like I said, like at home, I'll take draws against like my dad and my brother, whoever's like available, like help me out. And then also like off like a goalpost too you just like line the ball up like with your stick and then like do do your draw. Um, another huge thing is like practicing like collections and like wrist strength. I think like that's super important. Um, if you can get like your one hand collection and like tuck down, like I think like you're pretty golden, like especially um, if you can do that. And then just like throwing up like the ball, like in the air, like by myself, tucking like out of pressure and then like, especially like working on like footwork too. Like the circle is a pretty like tight space. Like if you're like a little bit dodgy and you can like have that like good footwork in there like i think that's really crucial
0: now last season was pretty similar to your freshman year going you guys went 16 and 3 and then eventually you lost in the 8-10 playoffs and then got knocked down the first round against john hopkins in the ncaa tournament uh what did you take away from your sophomore season and how does your team hope to i guess improve upon it for next season sort of take that next step and win an a 10 playoff championship and then also win a tournament game as well
1: yeah for sure I think like um before my freshman year we won like the a 10 championship and I think it's just like all year long we do so well in like regular season play and it's just like knowing like we're we're that like same team like if not like better and like knowing like okay like like we can win this it's not like we're gonna but like it's like you know what, like we deserve this. And like, we're going to like go out there and do it. And I think that's kind of like what we like we're missing this year a little bit. Um, and I think that like more like out of conference play, um, will help us a lot. I think we have like some great games, like lined up this year. I'm not sure yet, but just from talking to like our coaches, like last year, I think that was a big thing. Like going into the season was having like a lot more like out of conference play, like throughout our, um, like in conference play as well. Um, like last year or my freshman year, sorry, we played Vanderbilt and like we beat them and that was like a huge milestone for us because they were a top 20 team and like that brought us up to top 20. So I think like playing more teams like that um, will really help us. I think we have like the pieces like we need, but like we just have to put them all together.
0: And what are your team's goals and expectations for next season?
1: Yeah. Um, Definitely building off like last regular season, like we had a great regular season, but I think it's just like being consistent, like when the tournament play comes and then, um, sorry, like the A10 tournament play and then also like bringing that into the NCAA tournament as well.
0: Now, how do you learn to balance both academics and lacrosse at such a high level?
1: Yeah, of course. Um, I think like balancing just like life and like everything in general is like a skill that like I've learned, especially growing up, like playing hockey and like lacrosse. Um, Growing up, like, as well as, like, being in, like, high school and then, like, along with, like, high school sports and everything, it's kind of something that, like, I feel like a lot of, like, athletes just, like, like you, like, you have to do it. Like, you don't have, like, a choice, really. Um, But it's just, like, I feel like it's just being really organized, staying on top of things and, like, not letting, like, assignments or tasks, like, get out of sight, like, doing them, like, before they're due even Um, has really, like, helped me stay on top of everything.
0: So we're now in a segment I like to call six questions that have nothing to do with sports. And the okay. goal of the segment is to hopefully get to know you a little bit more off the field, and I'll try to give you my some of my response as well to get the conversation going a little bit. So, first one is if there was a movie made about your life, who would you want to play yourself and why? Hmm.
1: Um. I I think Jennifer Aniston. I think like she's really like fun and like loud, and she has like great facial expressions. So I think it would be her.
0: I'll probably go with Tom Cruise. I think he makes cool, Ooh. fun movies. And uh, yeah. even though he's a bit older than me, I think it would be a lot of fun to have him play me in a movie. So I'll go with him.
1: Yeah, for sure. I love that.
0: Uh, what music do you like to listen to?
1: Um, Usually only country, but I do like listening to like SoundCloud, like mixes and like, um like that, like EDM, like kind of music, like before games. um And like when I'm working out and stuff, but I'm a big country fan. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I, I've definitely gotten to country a lot more uh, as the years have gone on. I think I'm definitely more of a casual fan, though. But I listen to everything pop, hip hop, old yeah, school yeah. rock. And I have a playlist for each of those genres. So whatever mood I'm into, I just go to that one. Nice. Uh, what is the most underrated holiday? And what is the most overrated holiday?
1: Um, I think, I mean, I feel like this is like a big one. But like, I feel like Thanksgiving, like, I, like, love getting together with, like, family and, like, just, like, Thanksgiving dinner is, like, the best. Like, I look forward to it so much. Um, And then overrated. Hate to be this person, but, like, definitely Valentine's Day. Yeah. (laughs) I I feel like it should just be like that every day. You know what I mean?
0: Oh, for sure. Um, Is Thanksgiving for you on in October or November?
1: It's in October. So, like, we miss. uh, There's one other Canadian on my team, Cassidy Morris. She's an attacker. And they always put, like, a Thanksgiving dinner like on for us like our upperclassmen did last year and we'll probably host it this year and like the whole team comes and it's pretty special because like we get to like spend that time with like our team but yeah
0: it's so weird having it in October like you should <laughs> do it on a Thursday in November and get that whole weekend off why are you like just taking one day in October I, I know
1: right <laughs> Anywho, <laughs> uh
0: I, I I sort of agree with you on that too my most underrated is probably um like fourth of July I think that's a fun one even though it kind of sucked this year with the bad weather we've been having it was still yeah, it's still sure. a pretty fun holiday and then i got a agree with you on valentine's day it's definitely a yeah. bit overrated um i will say though like sometimes you I, I don't know i feel like when you go on instagram and see all those people like on their stories it's very interesting to see like who's in a relationship and who's not like i know i don't right? care who you are you have to admit that is very interesting to to see every every valentine's day
1: 100 percent
0: uh, next non cross question is obviously you have the best style on the team. That's not debatable, but who would you say is the best style on the team outside of yourself?
1: Um, I think Hannah Lustig. She actually graduated this past year. Um, but I think her style is like really cool. I've always like, liked it ever since freshman year.
0: What is the most interesting thing you've read or seen this week?
1: Um, I think it's this quote. I wrote it down. It's like, um being uncomfortable for a year or two to be comfortable for like the rest of your life um I still have like two more years of like college obviously but I think like if you're like uncomfortable for like a year or two of like your life and like you're sacrificing like your time and like money like to get to where like you want to be like I think that's like really important and it kind of like opened like my eyes and I was like okay like actually that's like so true like that's super interesting
0: Uh, I think for myself probably the new movies that are coming out with Oppenheimer I thought that, I think that's a pretty interesting story and sort of reading more about it I don't know if I'm going to see the movie or not because it's three hours long but yeah. it was certainly uh I found that whole thing pretty interesting mm-hmm. uh what is one item on your bucket list that you hope to do one day
1: um I really want to go backpacking I'm not sure like where like one of my friends went backpacking through like Europe but I think just like traveling like a lot in general and just like if like I have like the, or like when, like I have the money, like to do that after like college and like the time, obviously like too like, just like picking a location and like going like, you know, just kind like, of like out of nowhere, but yeah.
0: Yeah. I'm totally with you on that travel to different spots. I'd like to go to the West coast. I think that's sort of my mm-hmm. first, uh, first item on the bucket list, but then obviously go to Europe and different parts of Canada as well. Yeah. um Getting back to some lacrosse questions now. First one is what should be done to help grow women's lacrosse?
1: Um, I think, especially like in Canada, having more like national, like development teams, I know like the U S has like, like U 15, U 17, like USA, like, like programs. And like, right now, like we don't, I think we only have like U 19. Um, but I think that would like help a lot. And then also like, I don't like the pro league, like just started like this, like past week and like, that's like awesome. But I feel like it would be great. Like if it was like even like bigger and like more people like got like an opportunity like to play in it. Um, but I think like, we're on like the right track so far. And especially like, even like yourself, like starting like little, like podcasts like this, that'll like grow like huge. Um, like eventually. And I just think that like, everyone's doing like a really good job at like promoting it. And like, it has gotten like a lot bigger, um, in these past like couple years.
0: Um, what advice would you give to younger players on what it takes to be a college lacrosse player like yourself?
1: Um, I would say like really focus on like training. Um, I think that outside of like your team training like doing stuff like individually it really does like set you apart from like other players especially if you want to play at the next level but also just like making sure that like you love like what you're doing like if you don't like love lacrosse and like it's someone else's dream and like not yours like don't do it like if you love lacrosse like you're gonna go so far in it but if you don't like it's just it's not gonna be the thing for you
0: now, do you have any shout-outs you want to give to any of your teammates, family members, or friends, and who should we have on the podcast next?
1: Um, I want to shout-out Amy Moreau. She was on my team this past year. Um, She scored her, like, first two goals in the Pro League, like, yesterday. So that was awesome. Um, really proud of her for that. Um, As for the podcast – I know like one of like my like huge competitors this past year I mean she's not in our conference anymore I'm pretty sure she's going to Notre Dame next year but Arden Tierney um she's a great draw control specialist and um, I had a lot of fun playing against her this year when we played Richmond so it'd be cool if you had her on there.
0: Well, I'll definitely reach out and see what happens. But uh, Jordan, thank you so much for coming on. I appreciate your time means so much to myself. You're a great player, great person. And just want to let you know that. And it was fun getting a chance to talk with you today and learn more about your career.
1: Yeah, for sure. You as well. Thank you so much for having me.
0: Welcome back to another episode of the Draw Control podcast. On today's episode of the podcast, I'm joined by grad student on the UMass women's lacrosse team, Skylar Simmons. Skyler was named on the all-NEC second team and last season she tied her career high in goals with 37 and tallied a career high 15 assists and 52 points as well. Uh, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today Skyler and how's everything going?
2: Yeah thank you for having me um, and it's been going good. Um, a busy summer but um, I'm excited to get back to school soon so fast approaching.
0: Yeah how has your summer been going so far and what have you been up to I guess since Uh, You sort of graduated with your undergrad with Brian.
2: Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I finished, I graduated in May and then this summer, actually, so I'm from Florida and I stayed up in Boston and did an internship um, with this company called Insight Global, which was really great to kind of be able to stay in the area. And then I came back here to Florida once I was done and I've just kind of been like getting myself back in the swing of things, um, you know, to get the season rolling, I guess.
0: Now in regards to training sort of what you've been working on you know to get ready for the upcoming season.
2: Yeah, um in regards to training I think I've been focusing a lot just on like shooting, agility, um agility work, lifting, kind of the you know all around um kind of getting myself into a schedule, a lot of like sprinting, running, you know because this is a whole new program, they have a whole new um set of I guess like training protocol they do so kind of just like getting myself used to that
0: now obviously it was recently revealed that you'll be transferring to umass next season for as you decide to use your fifth year of eligibility uh what led you to make the decision to use that fifth year of eligibility at another place and why was umass sort of the right fit uh, for you for this final year
2: yeah um so brian was like the best place ever and that was the best four years I I could have asked for, for an undergrad. And I think that I was able to learn so much and like develop a lot as a player and a person at that school. And I kind of just wanted to see if, you know, everything I'd learned and accomplished could bring me to play at a more competitive level. And I just kind of felt like I couldn't really pass that opportunity up. Um, And then, you know, once I did make that decision to go into the transfer portal and, started kind of seeing what's out there once I visited UMass like I just kind of knew it was going to be the place for me like the coaches are great the campus is awesome everyone I've met so far has been so welcoming and it just seems like a culture of um winning like they just want to win they're competitive they're willing to work hard um and that's kind of like what I was looking for in a new team
0: and what are your goals and expectations with UMass next season and have you had the chance to sort of meet uh the team at all uh during the summer
2: Yeah. Um, so I've had a chance to meet, um, a lot of the girls actually. So there's this league up in new England called compete league. And a lot of them go to that over the summer. It's like a pickup game kind of, and uh, yeah, they've, they've been great. Like they're so nice. They're really, really talented. Um, and so that's been really good to kind of like meet them all before going into the fall. Um, And I think for as regards to like expectations, I mean, again, this is a new program, so I don't really know like all the ins and outs of what they expect. But as for me, I mean, I'm just going in hoping to learn and develop more as a player and get all I can out of this last year and like hopefully um, add to their winning culture. Um, I think their expectations are just to keep winning and being the team that they've been in the past because they're really successful.
0: Now, when do you head back to school, and sort of when does the official practicing begin? um, And how does like fall ball work uh, for you? I don't know if you know all that information. Yeah, I'm just sort of curious. Yeah. uh, Um, presented to you at all?
2: Yeah. No, I go back. So I'm actually going back up this weekend, and then we kind of start practice early September. And uh, I think that fall ball is just like a really good time to develop everyone and like see what the Um, strengths and the weaknesses are like where we really need to work. Like, I don't know their exact fall ball, but just from what I've heard and like playing already for four years, I think it's a really great chance to like work on the things you need to work on, especially as a team and like just all gel and be prepared to go into the season strong.
0: So let's transition now and talk about the beginning of your lacrosse career and sort of work all the way up to where you are today. Uh, Mm -hmm. So like you mentioned, you're from Jupiter, Florida. Uh, talk about growing up there and how'd you start playing lacrosse? Because obviously Florida isn't really known as a lacrosse hotbed.
2: Yeah. So um, I started when I was in sixth grade and I played soccer before and like up to that. And then lacrosse wasn't big here like at all. It was just kind of getting going as I started playing and then my dad actually played in high school and when they created like a little league he was like why don't you just try it and like see if you like it so I was like yeah I'm like why not so I ended up loving it and um obviously I'm here where I am now but I think that playing in Florida was so different because it was so small and then as I was able to kind of like broaden my horizons I guess as I got more into it I saw like how big it was in New England so definitely like it It was it was challenging because some of the teams i played on like there weren't huge teams anywhere like once you got to the travel league so we kind of all had to just play together in tournaments and you had to practice like with who was around you so i think it was really just getting the most out of each other and like really trying to expand the game like we had to travel far but being being able to see all that talent like we were able to bring that back and kind of just work hard to like grow the game here, which it definitely has.
0: And growing up, did you watch any of the lacrosse? And if so, who were some of your your favorite players and teams that you admired?
2: Yeah. Um, Yeah. So I just remember watching the championship game with um, Sam Apuzo, BC, like that team. And I really loved watching that. There's a lot of players that I remember watching when I was younger. I think one that sticks out to me is Marie McCool, um, Samuzzo and like Kenzie Ken, I think they were all like standouts in my mind, just because they were like so talented and their hustle was like unmatched and they were kind of able to be everywhere and were just really successful. So they were really fun to watch as like a growing lacrosse player.
0: Now, before college, you played for your high school at Oxbridge Academy. Talk about your lacrosse experience with Oxbridge and sort of what you took away from that.
2: Yeah. Um, so Oxbridge was a pretty new school. Um, I want to say at the time, like, so it was a pretty young program and we were competing with, there were some pretty good teams in Florida actually throughout high school as the game grew one being heritage, which was right kind of down the street. And, um, So I think the best thing about that was just being able to like be a part of a growing team, and then like we were playing against good talent. And when you play against good talent, I think you just naturally get better. So, yeah, just like trying to be competitive and like being a good teammate, like being able to lift each other up. I think that's what I brought um, or got from that um, going into college.
0: Now, like, what's your favorite high school lacrosse memory when you look back on it now?
2: Yeah. um, So my freshman year, we won. I want to say like our district championship or something. And I just remember that being so exciting because it was a home game and a lot of people came and showed out. Um, And it was just a really great feeling. It was super, super fun. The energy was really high. I still remember that like very clearly to this day.
0: Now you also play a club lacrosse for Florida select. How did your Mm -hmm. club lacrosse experience sort of help prepare you uh, for college with Brian?
2: Yeah. So we, Florida select was, kind of newer at that time. And I joined a team with, um, like, I think it was the oldest team in that program at the time, but that was really a great team to play for just because everyone was super dedicated and willing to work hard. And I learned so much, um, being able to play on that team. It was just more fast paced than I was used to, which I think prepared me well for going into college. And I was able to play with people from all over, like, Um, so it was just a big group of talent. I would say it was, it really like helped me grow, the grow my own game.
0: And talk a little bit about your recruitment process with, uh, Bryant, what made you want to go there versus other schools when you were looking at that during your recruiting process at that time?
2: Yeah, I, I thought that I really wanted like a big, huge school when I was initially like looking and then Bryant was like the first, I, cause I think we were like my class was one of the first classes to put in like this rule where you couldn't contact anyone until September 1st of your junior year. So I just remember that day so clearly because Bryant was the first school to call me and I was so excited and I'm from Florida. Bryant's like a small school in Rhode Island. so I was like, I don't really know what this is, but I might as well go visit no harm, no foul kind of thing. and then I went up there and I I just kind of knew that I was like, this is going to be a great place like, it's a pretty small school, but they take their athletics really seriously. And I think that almost benefits because athletes are a huge part of like the campus population. So it's kind of like the school culture in a way. Um, So it was really cool to be like such a close knit type family, like not just with your own team, but with other teams as well, because everyone kind of knows each other. And yeah, it's just a really great environment. So my recruiting process was, I don't want to say, Easy going because it wasn't like the whole thing is hard, like reaching out to schools, etc., like knowing where you want to visit and kind of determining when you're young, like where you want to go. But I think once I went to Bryan, it made it really easy for me to choose because I just loved it so much.
0: Now, as a freshman, what was like the biggest adjustment you had to make to college lacrosse?
2: Yeah, my biggest adjustment was just the speed of the game. Definitely, it's a whole different game than high school um and uh, it was just so much faster and like people are so much more aggressive and you know there's just a lot more high level talent than you might be getting um in the high school game and I think that was my biggest adjustment and just having once you're like playing with them it's like gradually just happens but I just remember my first day we're like running around I'm like oh my gosh this is so different so that was definitely my biggest my biggest adjustment for sure.
0: Now you scored your first goal in your first game against Quinnipiac your freshman year. Talk about that goal and sort of what it meant to you, but also what do you remember from that game?
2: Yeah, I remember that game really well. Um, So I just remember what that felt like for me was that all my hard work, like from being a kid, like going to college, that whole fall was like a huge development period. And then the fact that I, scored a goal in my first game as like a freshman was just kind of like oh wow I can like actually do this like this is gonna be um an exciting year and uh, yeah that was and everyone was so supportive and jumping up and down and it was just it was it was really great um probably something I will never forget and the, just that game too was great because I think that that was our first game and we won the game and the energy was just unmatched so it was overall just the whole day it was really good.
0: Now, during your freshman year, obviously, your season got cut short due to COVID. How did you handle that challenge of having your first year get um, canceled? But also, how did you sort of handle the challenge of preparing and staying in shape with so many restrictions and uncertainty in regards to the following season?
2: Yeah, um, that was so sad. I, I remember that really clearly. Like, we were dry. we were on our spring break, and our coaches were like, so we have to go home. And I just remember everyone was, like, crying. and when I look back at like I was devastated as a freshman but what I think about right now is just like all of the seniors and I couldn't even imagine like that being my senior year so that was really really hard for all of us um, because we were a pretty close-knit group and then what I I was kind of lucky in a in a way being from Florida because you know at that time it was still a little bit cold like it was hard for people to get out and do things and You know, I just did what I could. I went out, I ran, um, I played wall ball on the side of my house. Um, I, I just did what I could. My friend had like a little gym in her, in her like um, garage. So, you know, we would do, I would do my thing back there if they let me come over. So I really just had to make do with, with what I could. And um, yeah, being, being from here and like having the warmth definitely helped me out because I was able to kind of go out and do my thing.
0: Now, you played in two conferences during your time with Bryant, which not many people can say that. You played in the NEC conference and the American East conference. Uh, what was it like playing in those conferences and just the competition that you faced each game? But was there also any differences between uh, those conferences in regards to the style of play from your perspective?
2: Yeah, um, I think that there is a definitely a jump from the style of play. Not not necessarily like we didn't like change our game too much, but I think that America East is a, a little bit of a step up. It's a lot more competitive. Like every game is is a battle and it's never known who's going to win. Like one day someone's going to come out really hot and maybe the other doesn't like, it's just unpredictable. It's just whoever's on that day kind of thing. Um, so I think that was the biggest difference in the America East was we just had to, be on our game 24 seven. Any lulls were kind of hard to come back from. Like you couldn't really have a lull in the middle of the game. But I think that NEC, like we had some really good competition in that too. Like I remember our games against Mount and um Wagner and even LIU um at some points like really clearly like they were a battle too. So I think again, like every every day, every game is gonna be different. Um and like it just is competitive no matter what everyone wants to win so yeah I think the NEC prepared us um, to to play hard and be competitive um, to the best of our ability for America East when we got there
0: now in your junior year your team made it all the way to the NEC championship game and lost to Mount St. Mary's even though you lost that game what did you learn from your first championship game that you think has helped you and your team moving forward in your collegiate career
2: yeah, that was a hard loss for sure. um yeah, we were right there. I think what what I kind of just said is what I took away from that game. like you can't have any any lulls or if you do, you have to be able to come back hard and strong and like really give it everything you got because I think in that game, like we got kind of down for a period of time and then we were just trying to claw our way back and it was still a close game and they were a good team and we were a really good team, but I think that was my biggest takeaway and just, and just like being able to move forward from it. Like you can't dwell on it because it's going to eat you up. Like, um, cause that's a really tough loss and just being able to pick yourself back up and kind of remember what you learned, but also move on and, you know, try to continue to win.
0: Now, what do you think has been the biggest improvement you've made during your collegiate career? Because looking at the statistics, you've made a significant jump between your freshman year to your sophomore year, to your junior year, and, and then obviously to your senior year. And I just thought yeah. it was really impressive. And obviously you probably put in a ton of hard work to make that happen. But I'm just curious when you sort of look back on it now, sort of what you think is sort of the biggest thing you look back on and like, wow, I've really improved a lot on that area of my game since my uh, freshman year.
2: Yeah, absolutely. I think my biggest improvement was like my, my IQ, like just understanding it and knowing, okay, like, this is where the slide's coming from. This is what I need to do if this happens. Like, just, like, reading it way better and understanding um, the, the ins and outs, really. I think that was my biggest improvement and my biggest jump from also my, like, sophomore year to my junior year. Um, and then, like, playing off ball more, I think a big role of mine was to be a Dodger and an initiator, and I think when... Uh, just like making opportunities for myself um, and the inside of the field, I think was a big difference for me um, and something I had to learn.
0: In regards to your uh, lacrosse IQ, is that something that just comes with experience or is there anything that you do to sort of work on that?
2: Yeah, I think it definitely does come with experience and just playing um, because you're going to start to see and just be able to feel different things and see the way the defenders are moving but I think the biggest thing that I did was watch to, to like improve upon that was I would just watch film all the time and of myself of different teams of different players like what they were doing I would sit at my coach's office and really just go through it to you know see and understand like what the principle of everything was and kind of just to not be so set in a play and like play off of it um so i think that was the biggest thing i i had to do to improve mine and i think that was the most important was like really just watching a lot of film both with the coaches and on your own because you're going to get a lot from it either way
0: now you played your final game with bryant against albany uh this past season what will you take away from your bryant lacrosse career now that it's officially over and when you look back on it this summer
2: Yeah, Brian, I can't say enough good things about that school. Like, I really loved it, and it was – I had the best friends, the best team. Like, I I just loved it so much, and I think that um, my biggest takeaway is going to be all the amazing people that I met and, like, how I was able to develop as a person and a player. Like, I learned so much on and off the field. And, um, yeah, I think that – I'm definitely going to miss it, but I'm excited for this last year and this – opportunity to play for a better team. But yeah, I'm definitely going to going to take away all my friendships and everything that I was able to learn from everybody.
0: Uh so we're now in a segment I like to call five questions that have nothing to do with sports and the goal of the segment is to hopefully get to know you a little bit more off the field. Uh so yeah. my first one is if there was a movie made about your life, who would you want to play yourself?
2: Oh, that is tough. <laughs> um, a movie made about my life?
0: Wow. Um,
2: I don't know, maybe someone funny, like, I, I don't, maybe like Jennifer Lawrence. I don't know. I just really like her. So that's the first person that popped into my mind. Um, we're obviously a little completely different, but I just, I don't know. I feel like she could make it really good.
0: Yeah. You, I I could see the similarities with you and Katniss Everdeen. So I, I could see. <laughs> so uh,
2: thank you. I'll take that as a compliment. She's cool.
0: Next question is, uh, what music do you like to listen to?
2: Yeah, it that's, um that really depends on my mood. Honestly, I could listen to everything I when I'm like going to like do something like a workout or something, I'll listen to something a little bit more like energized, I guess, but then like I could also turn on some country and completely be fine with that too. So it really just depends, honestly.
0: Yeah, I know. I'm with you on that one. I feel like I have a genre. I have a playlist for each genre of music. So sort of whatever mood I go in, what I'm in, I just yeah. playlist. So it
2: really <laughs>
0: depends on the day. I'm definitely with you on that. Now, what is the most underrated holiday, and what's the most uh, overrated holiday in your opinion?
2: Yeah. Okay. So I don't know if everyone will agree on me with me on this one, but I think the most overrated is New Year's, and I don't know. I think the most underrated. Maybe like Thanksgiving, like I love Thanksgiving, but I don't know. I just feel like it's a little underappreciated.
0: Yeah, I'm kind of with you on that. I think Thanksgiving sort of gets caught up in all the holiday stuff, yeah, and yeah, it's like it meshes stuff, in, so people sort of forget about it. it. I will say though, New Year's is definitely very overrated. You're pretty much just waiting for a clock. I yes. wish it's just sort of more casual than it. People make it then totally make it a bigger deal than it. I think it has to be. So I'm with you on that. <laughs> Now, I think you have the best style on the Bryant women's lacrosse team, at least for the past four years. But besides yourself, who would you say had the best off the field style on on your Bryant team?
2: Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah, I would have to say, so there's two people that come to my mind are my friends, Maggie Adams and Madison Henry. They're both in my grade um, they graduated and they're like completely different like style wise but yeah Maggie can just put together really cool outfits and kind of make anything work and Madison's just like super she has super cool clothes um so yeah them too for sure
0: what's the most interesting thing you've read or seen this week it's
2: hmm. the most interesting thing um I saw that India landed a spacecraft on the moon i think that's a cool thing i don't really know much more than that but that yeah. i think that's what pops in my mind first
0: <laughs> i think it's pretty crazy we've haven't gone back to the moon like at least the last i know I on the moon you think
2: we crazy
0: would crazy. well it's super easier. interesting yeah i think that i feel like it'd be much easier to do it like it's sort of like a day trip but maybe i'm not the brightest so maybe it's not but i would like to see what it looks like in more like modern day technology
2: yeah that would be cool definitely
0: um i guess for me uh, I would say I'm read somewhere where Trump might get a mugshot tomorrow because he has to turn himself into like the Georgia jail. And
2: oh my god.
0: I'm not really into politics, but I do think that'll be pretty interesting to see a mugshot <laughs> of a former president. So I'm definitely I don't care what side of the eye, I think a lot of people are gonna be looking forward to that that picture to come out.
2: Yeah, I'm not very political either. I didn't I didn't know that, but um yeah, that would definitely be interesting for sure.
0: Now last non lacrosse question is uh, what is one item on your bucket list that you'd like to do one day?
2: Oh, I have so many things on my bucket list I'd want to do. I think one of my biggest, so I really would love to go to Switzerland one day or just like Europe and, you know, kind of get to see other cultures. And then, but like one thing that I also would love to do is be like in a hot air balloon, like take a ride in a hot air balloon. I think that'd be really cool. Um, so yeah, those are the two things that pop into my my brain.
0: Yeah, I'd say travel would be something that I'd like to do more because I haven't really left the uh, my area. and then odd air Boon would be cool, but I think right? like I've never I've heard so many things about jet packs in like cartoons and stuff, and I know oh, it's a- yeah, I'd love to see what it's actually like. I'd have to do it like inside with like pads before, um, <laughs> before I, begin do it. Yeah, I don't want to like hurt myself, but I'd love to try one out if they do exist.
2: Yeah, I would too. There's so many things I'd love to do. I have, I could think of so many, like traveling is definitely my number one. I, I would love to go anywhere, even in the States. Like there's so many cool places to go. Yeah. Um, Yeah, there's a lot of things.
0: Yeah, travel is definitely for me. Uh, number one for me, and also like going to different sport, big sporting events. Like I'd like to see yeah. the Finals in person one day. Different, some there's a big, some big college football games that I'd like to go to do stuff like that. That seems like the most realistic thing I can probably accomplish. Yeah,
2: yeah that yeah. would definitely be cool.
0: Now, getting back to some lacrosse questions. Now, uh, what should be done to help grow women's lacrosse from your perspective?
2: Yeah, um, I think there's a lot of things. I think it's been growing like definitely since i started it's gotten a lot lot bigger um but i think just trying to like spread the game like you know in the u.s yes and it's already but over like overseas as well and you'll see i've seen a lot more teams like popping up but just like doing all we can really to kind of get the word out and maybe like try to get more of these games like usa april um and the championship D1 games and even normal games, like every team should, I think, try to get on like ESPN. Like, I think that'd be cool. And I don't know how that works. But I just think more exposure is is kind of the way to, you know, grow the game and get more people that don't play to watch it, um, I think would be the biggest thing.
0: Now, what advice do you have for younger lacrosse players on what it takes to be a college player like yourself?
2: Yeah, I think. Um, my biggest piece of advice would just be to always put that little bit of extra effort in no matter what it is. And, um, whether it be like an extra run and an extra shot, whatever it is, like take, take chances and try to be confident and, um, you know, take, take those risks, take the, take the shots you might not take and take the dodge, do all the things, um, and really just try to set yourself apart. Um, and that comes with a lot of extra work. And I think that could be, that's my biggest piece of advice and to really try to understand the game, like just do all the th- extra things that you can to, um, kind of get a little bit ahead.
0: Now, before we end this interview, Skylar, do you have any shout outs you want to give uh 10 year former teammates, current teammates, family members, or friends, uh, feel free to do that. The floor is all yours. And who should we have on the podcast next?
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. Shout out to my whole family, I guess, for being so great and being supportive for my career. Um, and I think my Bryant teammates and my UMass teammates are are all so amazing. So I, I think any of them would be really cool. I think someone that comes to my mind, that would be cool to interview. Um, Her name is Madison Henry. I kind of, I mentioned her earlier. She's still playing for Brian and she'll have, and they just got a new coach. So that could be cool, like to get some insight on where that program's going next. And I think it'd be cool too, to get maybe like one of the Northwestern players or Syracuse um, on here. I'm sure like one of them would love to come on. And again, like this is growing the game in itself. I didn't say that earlier, but. You know, I think anyone would be more than willing to come on here and talk about that. I think that'd be really cool.
0: Well, I'll definitely reach out and uh, see what happens. But, Skylar, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I really appreciate uh, your time. It means so much to myself. And I wish you nothing but the best uh, for the upcoming season with UMass. I think you're an amazing player, but an even better person. So I just want to let you know that. And I'm excited to see you play uh, with the Minutemen or Minutewomen, I guess, soon. So, <laughs>
2: Yeah, thank you so much for having me. Um, I really appreciate it. And thank you. Yeah, it's going to be a good year.